I welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. It is a blessing to be back with you, all my brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. We come again today to speak truth to you. Jesus has an encouraging word for you. You know, Jesus is such a timely, perfectly timely God that his timing of his word to the, his body is just puts me in awe of him all over again. God is good. He knows what you're going through. Jesus loves you. He loved you enough to die for you, loved you enough to resurrect on the third day. Oh, he is such a good God. He has blessed his people with all his spiritual blessings. He is just wonderful. The promises of God are our strength. I heard a preacher from years ago uh, say in a book that he had written that the promises of God are written with his blood. And is that not true? So we just welcome you this day to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. And I would like to say a word of prayer as we begin to get into the word that he has so graciously given us to impart his life into you. Jesus, we just come in humble prayer before you, Lord Jesus, recognizing you as the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of the world, the Messiah that came and shed his blood on Calvary. I just ask that the power of your spirit, the anointing, of your precious life would flow through me today that you Lord Jesus would speak this word and that this word would become life to the people that are listening Lord to this broadcast today we pray Lord Jesus that the blind shall have their eyes open that the deaf shall hear that the miracles in physical bodies, spiritual bodies will take place. We pray that, Lord, if anyone's listening that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, would be saved today. Jesus, we would pray that the lost would fall upon their knees and repent of their unbelief in you, Jesus, as the Savior of the world. And we pray, Lord, that you will draw all men unto you for our purpose here on this broadcast is to lift up your name, Jesus, oh, for it is a name above all names. And through Jesus is the only way to salvation. And we just give you praise, Lord. We honor you and we thank you, Lord, that your word will not go void today, but it will come forth and fulfill the purpose for which it is sent. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we'll answer maybe through the Word of God some questions. Uh, the title, I think, of this teaching would have to be, When in Despair. And the question would be, what do I do when despair comes to my life? And what should I not do? Uh, if you have your Bibles, I would want you to open to Psalms 27, verses 13 through 14. And it says this, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Jesus is speaking to us here that sometimes despair will come. Those moments where you want to quit those moments where you feel there are there is just absolutely 
no hope left. These are times of spiritual temptation. Temptation to give up, especially during times of sufferings. Spiritual afflictions come, physical afflictions come. Many are the sufferings of the body of Christ. Just as Jesus suffered, we will be a partaker of those same similar kinds of suffering. Jesus was a man that was acquainted with grief and sorrows, meaning that he was familiar with the trials of ordinary days. He was familiar with spiritual afflictions, being despised and rejected by man. He bore our sorrows and our griefs. He's already gone before us. He asks us today to think. Jesus loves to provoke us to think. He says, what should you do in these times? And what should you not do? I want to encourage you that are going through trials of all different sorts that Jesus knows and understands and reminds you that he is your high priest and he is making intercession for you and he wants to teach you some valuable things today. When those moments of despair come and you hear the voice, your own voice saying to the Lord, I can't bear it any longer. Sometimes these trials are short. Sometimes these tests and trials are long. That is all up to the potter. You are but the clay. But there are, there are things in the word of God that Jesus wants to give you today. Nuggets in his word that will cause you to be encouraged and that will spiritually strengthen you. When we're in those times of te temptation and we just want to despair even unto life. We remember Apostle Paul saying those very words that he went through those trials. He despaired even unto life. Those are storms that come. Sometimes storms come and you know they're coming. Other times storms come up quickly. And it's like as though uh, it just takes the breath. It just hits you hard. It's kind of like in the natural world where two boxers get in an arena and one gives the uh, uh, opponent a strong hit in the abdomen, just knocks the breath out of them. They call that a gut punch. In the spirit, sometimes the enemy comes at the body of Christ and the believers of Christ without warning. And we are hit, and it just knocks, seems to knock the breath out of us. If the breath is knocked out of us, then we f despair unto life. It feels as though, and the end result is though, we are tempted with the thoughts to just give up. There's no hope. But there is always hope, and our hope must be set in Christ. In those times, we don't need to say to one that's going through that, be strong and be of good courage, because that one that is enduring that affliction at that moment has had the strength knocked out of them, and they, they don't have any courage to go on. So it's the wrong statement and the wrong verse to give them Joshua 1, 6 and say, be strong and of good courage, because when you're in the middle of that, you can't. And it isn't your fault. It's just an affliction that God is allowing you to walk through in order to make you strong. So the proper scripture would be Psalms 46 and 10 that says, Be still and know I'm God. That brings the encouragement that one needs that is going through a time of despair. 
We must believe in God. Psalms 27 and 13 that I just read to you said that very thing. He said, again I read, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That means I would have quit if I had not put my confidence in the goodness of my Lord in the land of the living. Very strongly, he is saying that even in the times of despair, I'm going to put my confidence in God who promised to sustain me and keep me all the days of my life. Remember in the New Testament where Paul said, cast down, but not destroyed. You will get back up. The righteous will be cast down a time or two, but they will get back up and they will not be destroyed. Jesus reserves his greatest medicine, his balm of Gilead for those times when you are the weakest. Jesus cannot fail you and will not fail you and his promises will come to pass for you. In Psalm 66, it says in verse 12, something that I love to hold on to when I'm in the middle of a storm. Psalm 66 and 12 says, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out into a wealthy place. The Lord will bring you through, and he won't only just bring you through, but he'll bring you into a wealthy place. That means knowing him more. It says you went through the fire and you went through the water representing different types of affliction, different types of conflict. But, you know, you won't enter God's rest, church, other than through having endured conflict. Peace born out of conflict is not the peace or the law before the storm, but is that magnificent peace that only Christ can give to his children that comes after they've walked through the fire, they've walked through the water, that tried to destroy them, but once again didn't. This is the kind of peace that brings a freshness and a purity into your spirit. Jesus is always testing our character in all manner of afflictions. Sometimes it feels as though these are setbacks. It feels as though you took 10 steps forward, then a blow comes from the enemy. And sometimes we wonder why. And we wonder, what do I do when this takes place? I've already told you, be still and know that he is God. He doesn't expect you to be strong in a setback, but he expects you to keep oar in that boat. And sometimes in those times of setback, it takes a whole lot more strength and it won't be your strength to keep on oaring, but it will be God Almighty's strength through you. And he has promised his strength to his believers and the grace of God is that strength. I want to give you a little story and I want to ask you a question as I give you this little story. If you uh, look at the life in Christ as uh, as uh, a sea, an actual sea, an ocean that you're trying to get across. If you're boarding the ship, we could call the ship the church. The ship would represent the church, and the people that are in the ship are the believers of Christ. I want to ask you this. If you're getting in a ship in order to cross a sea, would you rather get in a ship that had a captain 
that had a, a long record of being able to weather the storms that come. For there are many tempests that come upon the seas and the oceans. There are mild breezes, there are mild storms, and then there are hurricanes that cross oceans and seas. I would rather, would you not, be in a ship where the one at the helm, the captain, had endured all manner of storms than to get in a ship with a captain that had the title but was never able, never experienced, never walked through, never guided that ship through a storm. I would make my choice the one that had the record that he endured the small, he had in the captain and endured the small, the medium, and the large storms, and was still at the helm of that ship, speaking that we will make it to the other side. You're going to make it to heaven. You're going to make it because as long as you lean on Jesus Christ and are dependent upon him, he will get you to the other side. If you try and endure the storms out of your own strength, when despair comes, you will quit. You will know defeat. Sometimes we don't get through the storm successfully because we don't lean more on God. Some people give up. Some people turn back and they backslide because they think the storm was too hard. Well, any storm, no matter what the size, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, whatever that circumstance is, if you try and get through it yourself, you will be defeated. You will not know victory. The only way a Christian could get through is to learn to lean on Jesus in those trials and let him build your faith. You have to walk through the storm, through the fire and through the water in faith. You can't walk through by feeling. You can't walk through by according to what you see. The storms come, and they come to steal your hope, not only your faith. The enemy always comes to get the hope first. Then if he can steal your hope, he's sure to have your faith very weak. You must get your eyes on Jesus during the storm. After the shock is over, you can look up and say what John said in John 21 and 7. It is the Lord. Your final result is if you hold on to Jesus Christ and you put your confidence in him through whatever you're going through, the final result is going to be more confidence in God, less in yourself. You'll feel secure in Christ. You'll be at rest and you'll be at peace. And you'll have another marvelous testimony. Remember, every trial you go through, Jesus is trying your faith because the, the faith of the believer is much more precious to God than all the jewels on this earth. It's more precious than gold, and gold is a very valuable uh, jewel, but God reminds his people that that trial of faith is more precious to him than all the gold. For in 1 Peter 1 and 7, we see where Peter described it as so, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found with praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So remember also in Hebrews 11 and 6, we can't please God without faith. There are four different types of faith. 
there's the, the trial of faith, the discipline of faith, the patience of faith, and the courage of faith. And when all of that is developed in the believer, the end result will be victorious faith, a faith that cannot be moved. You will become like a tree planted by the water, that when the winds of the storms blow, you will not be moved. Oh my, you won't be swayed any longer. You won't be an unstable soul that is driven and tossed and turned by every wind of doctrine. You will be firm in your doctrine. You will be firm in who you know Jesus to be. Don't be swayed by feelings. You'll walk by faith alone. You don't want to be an unstable soul. That unstable soul causes shipwrecks. And Jesus often delays the answer. So we need the discipline of the trial of our faith. We need the, the patience that these trials of faith work out in us. Patience. Uh, James said this profoundly in James chapter 1 and verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And that's the place that we want to God to get us so that we can glorify him. Often Jesus purposely delays the answer to your prayers because you need discipline. You need the work of patience and it will bring forth great courage. And Abraham and Moses and Elijah and Joseph were all tried in the same manner. That's why Peter also says, Hallelujah, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul. You have to abstain from that as you're going through the trial. Amen. He also says in 1 Peter 4 and 12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning that fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Ooh, but he says, But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory should be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We have to stand strong and Joseph uh, is another example of God's tremendous work in a human being. Abraham, Moses, Elijah, and Joseph ended up, at the end result, they were great men of God that had great faith. Well, they didn't start out that way. They had to be tried. Now, let's remember what God tries his people with. Psalms 105 and 19 says, Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. He's talking about Joseph. You can see that in verse 17. He said, And he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with the fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Praise the name of the Lord. It wasn't the life in prison and those circumstances that tried him. It was the word of God. Joseph said that he loved God. Joseph said that he would serve God. Haven't you said that? Well, the very word of God tried Joseph and it will try your life. Jesus is the word. Joseph grew spiritually strong through his trials. 
the Lord had a plan to take Joseph from a young shepherd boy to the throne to, ver to promote him to a great place of authority and responsibility. And in this plan, God had to allow great troubles to come in his life. And he had to be tested. You know, it's very easy to say, oh, hallelujah, I believe in Jesus when everything's going right. But many of you that are God, the Holy Ghost is speaking to through me this morning, speaking the word of God is or you're facing many situations that you face despair and despair comes to steal your hope and it comes to stop your faith. Jesus is allowing what you're going through, those circumstances, every footstep that the righteous take are ordered of the Lord. If he's your master, Jesus spoke this to my heart one day. If I'm your master and I speak it to you, if he's your master, the master of your life, then he is also the master of your circumstances. He knows how to mold us. He knows how to break us. He knows how to make us into his very own image. What an honor that is when we think about it. I know you love Jesus. I'm speaking to the body of Christ today. And he knows what you're going through. And he's saying to you, be still and know that I am God. And if we be still and we just think about Jesus as our Lord and our Savior and our Master, uh, and that he has control of everything, that we're going to learn to trust in him through these times. We're not going to give in to despair. We're going to give in to the work of the Lord in our lives, and we're going to come out of these things more like Jesus. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful what he's saying to you as we close this program? This is the Lord's word speaking to you. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. That means don't be confused. Sometimes we don't understand what's going on around us. God doesn't expect us to understand. His ways and his thoughts are far beyond ours. He just wants us to be still and know that he's God and he's going to work it all out. He says, and I will strengthen you. Yes, and I will help you. Yes, and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Isn't that wonderful? Trust in the Lord as we close the broadcast today. I want to pray for those that are in turmoil, those that are in troubles. Lord, I just come to you on behalf of the body of Christ. Your people are in many turbulent times. Lord, the world is getting more wicked every day, even as we speak. But Lord, I believe that the body of Christ is going to carry your glory through these end times in a greater measure than they ever have before. I pray for all my brothers and sisters today that are out there going through tremendous tests of their faith, tremendous trials. And I pray, Lord, that this word strengthen them, that, Lord, that they won't give up. I bind the enemy from them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and I pray for them to be strong God in you they have no strength in the natural they're weak now even in the spirit 
And the Lord, you know that we're going to have spiritual times of weakness. Moses did. Abraham did. Elijah did. Joseph did. But in it all, they turned to you for help. And then your strength comes alive. So I pray, God, for my brothers and sisters around the world. Don't give up. Jesus is on the throne. He's going to get us to heaven. He's going to get us through. He's going to give you his strength. He's going to impart courage into you from the Holy Spirit. And I just tell you again, we love you and we're praying for you. Don't forget to pray for us here in America. America is falling away from the word of God and we need much prayer. God bless you. Don't forget the body of Christ in America. They may have the wealth for right now, the money isn't going to get them to heaven. But the church is weak in America. So pray for us. And we will be praying for you. God bless you. Until next week, Lord willing, we'll be back on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast.